Do you know someone who is reckless or careless? Maybe someone who brags that can't back it up. Are you willing to take shots at them? Then this is the show for you. Welcome to Cowboy Season. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cowboy Season. Uh, this is, as always, brought to you by Maddie Ice Media. Big shout out to them. Sounds weird coming from me, but big shout out to them regardless. Um, I'm your co-host, Maddie Ice, and with me, as always, Cleve. How you doing, man? I'm actually, I don't know, man. I'm a little, uh, I don't know if perturbed is, is a good word for today. It's just that we went a year without any incidents in this country related to mass shootings. And within two weeks, uh, we've had now probably a total of 18 victims um, Mm -hmm. senselessly gunned down. You know, people say when it's your time, it's your time. But I mean, I I can I can't imagine the thousands of trips that we've made to the grocery store in the last year that that going to a grocery store yesterday would have been it for somebody. So it's really I um, my hearts and prayers are with the victims families. Um, I don't give a shit about the gunmen. Um, they say that he, he may be disturbed or whatever, but, you know, we got a big problem in this country with you know, not only gun violence, but we got to we got to address mental health if this situation is a mental health situation. So um, I hate to, you know, I just we went a year without even hearing about anything like this. And it seems like soon as we're kind of making a turn here, we're back to the old American way. It seems like it's weird. Yeah, you did. You definitely seemed off this morning. I didn't you know, I figured something was on your mind, but. Between last week, well, my daughter, my daughter's living in that region of the country. So my first instincts was to think of, you know, sh- could she be caught up in something like this? So that's and the real. The reality of it is, I, I, I personally don't buy into the idea that your time is your time in an instance like that because normally, you know, you're thinking about going to do something that we do every week, something that's menial. It's like saying that your time is your time and then you get shot going to the bathroom which we do like five times a day right and and to me that like when people say that it's like you're normalizing abnormal behavior like yeah going to like last week's shooting where the police and and we were you know i I know we talk about this but the police said oh he's had a bad day and i was like you don't kill eight people and have a bad fucking day yeah it's so not how that works and here's the other thing too is what we haven't addressed and we've talked about this guns are not necessarily the lone problem like obviously access to them Mm -hmm. uh depending on where you live is different every state's different every um you know county and so forth but the access is only part of the issue because i've always felt like people who want access to them are going to find access to them whether you can get them legally or not Oh yeah, and then then you're then you're in a whole different ball game now. You're in a whole different section of, of things, mm-hmm. but um, it's a it's a violence issue and it's a mental health issue as well. Like you said, I mean, what think about think about the worst days that we've had over the last year. Never mm-hmm. at any point have we thought to ourselves, "Let's go shoot up a grocery store. Let's go shoot up ten people. Let's just use you know act our aggressions out in that kind of a way and i don't feel like we're getting to the bottom of that part we're saying well we've got to Mm -hmm. eradicate guns well that's true in a way but then what are what else are we doing to solve the problem how are we eradicating the mental behaviors that are causing people to take out their angers of whatever it is i mean a lot of it's randomized 
hatred toward a group or or something that isn't necessarily pinpointed to a specific incident right yeah um and how do we deal with that like what are we how are we going to deal with that and i feel like the politicians are not thinking about this in totality they're trying to you know say yay for guns because i'm red and no for guns because i'm blue but we're not thinking Mm -hmm. about the human elements of it no no think of think of a time that you can remember that you were so mad about something like i'm talking like nuclear global extinction level event like he just pissed like i haven't even like punched a wall or something i'm a kicker so like i'll kick over a garbage can at work i it was i was notorious when i was in property management that no one puts coffee like a cup of coffee an empty coffee thing in my in my wastebasket because at some point during the week, I'm going to kick this candle. I'm going to kick it over across. I'm going to punt this thing across the office. So don't do that because I don't want coffee spilling on everybody and, and myself. But I, you know, and that's like a nudge kick. It's like, but I've never, at least to this point in my life, I have not been so angry to even contemplate hurting someone else. It has nothing to do with my plight. Like, yes. I'm angry about stubbing my toe or I'm, or I'm angry about losing a job or I'm angry about, you know, um, you know, losing money on a bet or something like, you know, where you just say, well, well, okay, I'm just going to take this out on someone else. Like, it's just, it's weird to me. It's weird and, to me, bro. And take it out in such a way that's so finite. Yeah. Like, you're not, you, you kicking the trash can, which by the way is visually funny because I, I'm a thrower. Like I rage quit video games, <laughs> right? Like I'll be sitting there and I'll just like do this. And then now like if Chrissy's nearby, she'll have to catch it because I've done that where I just like throw it on the table or I don't throw like a bigger objects, but I'm definitely a, like, I just drop whatever it is. Like I'm like, I'll fuck yeah. it and I just drop yeah. it. And, but that, that happily only affects me and the object that I'm talking yeah. that that I'm using. But like, I can't personally think to myself I'd be so angry like when I think about being angry it's usually something that's tied emotionally and I think about like a breakup like we've I think anybody who's been broken up with has felt that sense of hurt Mm -hmm. that makes you feel strongly about somebody else in some way like you go through the stages of grief when you go through it but never during the stages of grief have I thought I'm gonna go shoot that person yeah it's just you know (laughs) like I said I I you know I um I am one person um, you know, obviously an individual amongst in society, but I am a person, I don't have a vice and at least I don't, oh, actually, you know what I do? I, I go work out. So whether I'm angry or, you know, if, if I feel bad or feel good, I work out. The gym is always a safe place for me because I can get lost in just putting my headphones on or being with, you know, someone to work out with and kind of like talk through things or whatever. There's some, there's many times that you and I have worked out before the pandemic, obviously in person where. I was probably having a shit day and just meeting up with you and getting through a workout. Mm-hmm. Like we're like, I'm good. I'm like, damn, you know, it's great. It's good to have someone to like unpack with and stuff like that. But I just, like I said, I, I just can't think of, you know, unless you hurt someone directly in front of me that I care about, maybe I can get to that level of rage, but I don't, like I have not had anything to trigger me to that point yet is what I'm saying. Like I, I, you know, I, I, I often wonder, you know, because these guys get taken without incident. That's another issue. But, uh-huh. you know, if you're shooting, if you just kill 10 people and I'm a police officer speaking in superlatives here, but I, I don't know how much restraint I'm going to have taking this guy down. You know, like what I know, I saw you kill 10 people. Mm, I don't know. I'm not I'm not I'm not condoning that kind of behavior, but I don't I don't know anymore in the moment of you killing people. 
what 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 how would i react to that I, i'm just being honest with who i am you know well i think one facet of this that we're not talking about is like you know you're talking about having a rage moment like in the heat of the moment where somebody does something to you that you witness and then you immediately react right i think you and i would probably react in that fight or flight uh way where we would probably physically try to harm the person that's right in front of us but what mm -hmm. we're talking about here are people who are premeditating these things yeah. and saying to themselves well ahead of whenever they take out their aggressions on these people i'm going to go do this and you are absolutely right that there is another conversation to be had about the police showing up and showing restraint when the guy has like an ak on him and you see 10 dead bodies and you're like take him down with a taser and it's like wait a minute how does yeah. that work like i take him down right between the eyes right because it's i mean yeah the judicial yeah. system has to take its course but mm -hmm. if you show up to that bloodbath yeah it's it's a little different man i like i said i always wonder like with these things whether it's you know race you know black or white i'm not i'm not going there with the conversation but i just look at the the act of violence the level of violence that you inflict and i guess you're right i guess this person has to have their day in court to be punished for but again in the in the immediate moment how do you know how does someone train for that to say well i i took him down because it's i'll i'll be hard pressed for someone to say well officer matt you know you took this suspect down in an instant i'm like yeah but he killed 10 like he i'm responding to 10 people being laid to waste i'm ending the threat now you know mm -hmm. So it's like, how do you train for that? It's 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 just weird to me, you know. Um, so yeah, you know, I I just I just wonder. Um, I think you and I have said offline a couple of times about um, how we're conditioned in this country from like, you know, when we're small kids to an adult. Like we, you know, video games are violent. Rap music or rock music is violent sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of the movies we watch are, are they're laden with violence. All the Marvel movies are getting darker and darker because, you know, people are dying in, in these movies, like, you know, civilians or whoever. And it's just hard to, um, to do that. When I was a kid, I had a cowboy set, you know, like the, the bell mm -hmm. with the, with, you know, two six shooters, whatever. But as I got older, my my sister wouldn't allow my nephew to have toy guns at all. And I was like, why? She's like, I don't want to condition him to thinking that everything is about violence like that. And, and I had to respect that. I was like, okay, I understand, you know, but as a little kid, cowboys, you know, we want to shoot around, you know, cap guns, mm -hmm. whatever. I mean, I play paintball to this day, but I just, I just, I don't know. I just turn it off, you know, when I can. So it, it's, it's, it's tragic to go a whole year without any incidents bro you know obviously you know we know why but now yeah. it's like what the fuck it's very similar to me when a woman gets pregnant doesn't smoke for nine months and then picks it right back up and you're like you quit for nine months like just go with that <laughs> like how do you do that you know and i also wonder too what could have possibly happened to this person in this time frame that they needed to go do that Especially yeah. when a majority of us are still, I don't want to say following the rules necessarily, but, you know, doing our due diligence to keep ourselves and others safe. You know, that's our choice that we're making. And mm -hmm. I, it's weird how in the span of a week, it's almost as if some 
uh, switch was flipped that said, hey, we're back to normal. And these people said, oh, good. That means I can go back to normal. And yeah, who knows? That's... Like, who knows? Like, how long have they been thinking about these plans? All pandemic? Yeah. Right? And these numbers, while relatively small compared to the population of the country, which is in the 300 and something million people, but mm -hmm. think about one person taking out 10 people at a grocery store. I mean, yeah. that's like a that's like two lines worth of people at a non-busy time. Yeah, just, it's it's just gone. I mean, and like I said, we don't know in the in the heat of the moment in the action what happened if the gun, you know, he's he had to reload and that was the moment for it to stop. Um he was injured somehow from what I saw. So it's, you know, more people could have been killed. It's just, you think of a grocery store, it's a lot of people. And we've been in stores a lot, so, but you don't know what the exits are unless the ones you came in and came out of. I don't know where the back storeroom exit is. So this person could have been roaming around the store looking for people. I mean, it's just frightening. It's very frightening. It's very, it's very uh, disturbing and it's jarring. Um, and again, it's just, you know, we have this issue in this country and this is it's just like it's not stopping i don't know i don't get it i have uh you know personal connections to this because uh, the year after i graduated virginia mm -hmm. tech had the shooting which was yeah kind of what uh, columbine was the first big time one but then there was a, a pretty large lull between those i think columbine was in 99 and mm -hmm. then 99 yeah to 2007 so we as a we as a society in this country hadn't normalized mass shootings quite yet the Virginia Tech one felt jarring. I don't know if you remember that, but I remember experiencing the news as it was coming out. We didn't have the the same uh, Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, where everything was right there for us, and we were getting things piece by piece. Mm -hmm. um, and knowing people who were in that building, having had classes in that building. Yeah, yeah. And coming to find out that if it had been the year prior, I had class at that time. I'd have been there and then when you read the details about how he went from room to room shooting people and then went back to those rooms and executed the people that were still alive that were wounded yeah that's and it's insane like, dude. that's something that is so not normal in any way in any sense of the word we're not talking like you spray fired like in the predator with uh <laughs> bill duke with, with the, the mini yeah. gun and you just like spray yeah. and then you hit whoever you hit you're you're talking about finishing the job like there is something yeah. next level to that that is just never going to be normalized and we never like that should have been a, a moment where we figured we got to the bottom of what was happening and instead here we are 14 years later we're coming up on the anniversary of that and we're still right where we were yeah there's been they i think before the pandemic they the the stats were staggering for a mass shooting it, it seemed like you know and a mass shooting in my mind, it was would be more than 20 people, but no, it's like six people. That's a mass shooting. Six people, six victims. That's that's a that's a mass. That's people gathered. It just it just became so normal for us. You know, when I was a kid, like grammar school, high school, we never heard of such things. Right? Now now there were neighborhood situations where you would hear about someone that you grew up with killed. I had four friends killed. Four, four of my friends, childhood friends, died by the time I was like 21. Like I've lost four friends from the age of when I was around 10 all the way up till 21. So about 11 years span or so. And 
I've also had some friends that have gone to prison in that time for shooting someone or killing someone. I, I told you about a story offline about a person I went to college with um, yeah. that wasn't necessarily a friend of mine, but he was a friend of a friend and told us about his story. And I was just like, wow. But it wasn't, it wasn't like I was afraid of this person at that point, but I was just like, I would see them and be like, wow, you know what? Like I, I know him, like I know Mark, you know, like, you know, Mark did this back in the day. And I'm like, wow, you know, where you would have someone do this to someone and then hang out with you like two days later. Yep. And then you find out like a two, three weeks later that this happened. You're like, wow, like we were just like at the mall together, hanging out. Like they have no remorse. They have no, like, like if I did something like that, I would, you would tell like something's off with this guy. Like he, he did something or something's wrong. Like, wow, Cleve, what, are you okay? Because I just, I don't know how to normalize that how to make that like oh i just yeah i just shot four people and i'm good you like, even made an example of um kovalev in the ring killing a guy in the ring and you even said i don't think i could do this no. anymore after that because how could you not think like how long you know is was it instant for them are these and i was gonna ask you about that like you grew up watching boxing you trained it's mm -hmm. violent. Do you think that that was helpful in terms of you taking out violence in a specific way? Because you had an outlet, you were taught that this is contained violence and you mm -hmm. were trained in it. So it's not reckless. Like when you, you you had that incident with a, bull, oh, a guy in school that I think you had said you made a quip about him, his reading or something like that. And he went, yeah, to yeah, go, yeah. Yeah. he went to go, you know, be violent against you and your training allowed you to basically defend myself. Yeah. And, but defend yourself in such a finite way that didn't escalate like you know what i mean yeah 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 it was that. it was um so when again so when i was a kid uh normally um if you had a fight with someone uh it was that that's what it was it was a fight yeah next next two days you see the person it's pretty much over for that point then it got to a point where you would fight with people and it would end with extreme violence like someone would come back to kill someone and yeah. I don't know when that exactly happened in life where my dad used to say, hey, you know, what what you guys do, there's consequences for. So I was, I never, I never would go out and look for trouble, right? But like every alpha male, you you size guys up, you know, you, you're somewhere, you, you look and like, I wonder if I could take this guy, you know, like, you know, if things, if things really got out of control here, what would I do? Like, where would this go? You know, but boxing was taught to me as, as it was a sport. It was something that it was done in the arena and it was done under the guise of it was a sport. So the there rules. were people. That, yeah, there are people there to protect. Like if someone Boundary. got knocked out. Yes. Mm -hmm. if someone got knocked out. There's medical personnel. There's an actual doctors, doctors there. There's an ambulance waiting in, in, in a catastrophic moment. So I always cringe at these backyard fights that I always see. And I'm yep. like, and they're and they're promoting on media. They're mm -hmm. promoting at these backyard brawls, street beefs, and, and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, if someone dies at one of these events, you guys are getting a lot of smoke. This is gonna be bad. Or someone gets crippled there or whatever, mm -hmm. it's gonna happen, or brain injury or whatever it is. You know, it's you're asking for trouble. So, you know, to act, to answer your question. 
it's like the way boxing was presented to me was it was an outlet. It was something to to do. It was uh, the ultimate machismo sport. Like I thought at the time until I played football. So football and boxing became like, oh, these two things. But I always looked at it as like, if I'm not competing, I'm not going to do this in the street unless I have to. And it, there were four instances in my lifetime where I actually had to engage in a fisticuffs, like I, I mm-hmm. street fight, where it got to that level. But for the most part, as a kid, kid, I fought a lot as a kid. I, I I was one of those kids that got into like fights in school, but not to the point of, oh, you get suspended. And no, not that kind of thing. After school playground or local playground, you're fighting some kid from another street or whatever. These things would happen. And then you grow up. Right. And you and I yeah. would become men. And it's like, hey, remember that time Maddie and Cleve had to fight at the at the park when they're like 11? And everyone's like, yeah. And then, you know, we're like, well, I kicked your, you know, you're like, I kicked your ass. And I'm, you know, and it's always like a friendly type of thing there. But, you know, I just, I just think about how the children of today and everyone has their error. Like the way they deal with problems is to, to go shoot up a school or to go shoot up a job. You know, like I said, I, I just look at those things. Like I'm not in that bucket, at least in the mindset, but I'm also thinking about like, if I do this, I take away Matt from James. I take away my life from my life. I, I, I take away everything in my life in a split instant because I'm angry about something that happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm that passionate about anything other than a family member, like a close family member, where I would say, well, who would I kill for? You know, well, you know mm-hmm. who, who would I go to that, to that extreme for? Because sometimes people do things I had friends that, and this is bro code, <laughs> I had mm-hmm. friends that would, we would go somewhere. Like if you and I were going to an event, it's bro code that if you got into a jarring with someone there, a jarring, sorry, with someone there, I automatically have your back, no matter what. Even if you started it, if, 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 if you've been a jerk and pushed some guy out the way, and I'm like, yo, Matt. But once it gets there, I'm like, well, Matt, I'm not going to let you fight these guys alone. We're, we're all going to go down together. So with the bro code growing up, it's like you went certain places where you're like, God, I don't want, you know, don't invite this guy because it's going to be a situation tonight. Like this guy can go to a funeral on a Sunday and Christmas day and it's, he's going to get into something and we, and we got to back him up. And because people know that you're going to back them up, they, they're propelled to like, you know what? I'm just going to start some shit just because. And I became like a thing where I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go places with you guys because this is not why I came here. I came in to have some fun, meet some, you know, meet some girls and hang out. I didn't come here to have a fight. You guys want to fight? Let's go to YMCA. Let's go to PAL. Let's yeah. let's box. Let's do that. <laughs> if you want to do that, let's do that. You know, it's crazy. Because the difference is there's real life stakes that happen when you're looking to start some shit at a bar, say. Oh. But oof. if you but if you're going to the Y and you're gonna do some, you know, uh civilized fisticuffs if you will that that's the place for it but even you and i having gone out a few times we go out to have fun every now and again obviously i feel like we have to do it weekly once the damn pandemic is over because i'm tired of but (laughs) we have seen people at bars we've been to and they've been i don't want to say rowdy but they're noisier right and you and i both look and say okay well if a situation is going to start you know, let's size these guys up so we know what we're yeah. getting into. Because you yep. never know. Like, you and I could be completely innocent, and then all of a sudden we're embroiled in some kind in of a, a fight. Yeah, I've been in and, two bar fights. 
and not, not because you started it, but like you never know. So when you see drunk rowdy dudes specifically, you kind of look at them and say, "All right, you know, what are we dealing with here? Like, is the guy six six? You know, wh wh which one of us is going to take him? Like, we've done that, but I do mm. it at movie theaters too. The last time I was in a movie theater was a couple years ago, and there was a weird dude walking around who looked like his hand was in his pocket, and my brother in law mm. was with me, and we both looked at each other and pointed to where the exits were, right, so that we knew where they were, but also." He whispered to me, he's like, if anything goes down, just get down and we're going to go to that exit over there. Like, yeah. you kind of have to know. And that's just where we are. Yeah. But yeah, the the violent stuff. I grew up playing video games just like you. Um, mm -hmm. I grew up listening to heavy metal music, angry white boy music, as they call it. Um, <laughs> and I've never gotten to the point where I feel like I need to end somebody's life. The only fight I've ever been in is every time we've sparred. And that's the that's yeah. it. And I yeah. also grew up in a different neighborhood. I mean, people mm -hmm. didn't get into fights in my neighborhood, um, mm -hmm. things like that. It just wasn't what they did. But the people that you know who were who were killed, you know, either or shot somebody, was it? Because um, you didn't live in a particularly like rough neighborhood. I don't. No, nah, right? but I visited. No, nah, not yeah. I, I lived in. Um, it was. Uh, it was urban, but it wasn't a hood, um, and that's a that's a that, that's a good. So yeah, so that's a good distinction. So there's hood, and then there's like not the hood, right? When you go down to certain areas um, where I grew up, if you go down to certain areas, you knew where you were and what liberties you had and what protections you had and who you knew and who knew you and that kind of thing. So we had our we had our boundaries. I grew up in East Orange, New Jersey, which is a small town in New Jersey, um, and basically. It had an east side, west side, north side, south side. And in the same city, everyone would be repping a different, I'm from north side, I'm from south side, that type of thing. And it got kind of silly because you would see people at the skating rink and because you were from another part of town, like, oh, this wasn't your turf. And I'm like, well, this is, a, this is the skating rink. And then certain places became neutral where you can go to these places. But if I want to talk to a girl from the south side, it may be an issue because I'm not from the South side. And it's, it's just so silly. Like when, when I became an adult, like I'm like, man, some of that stuff was so stupid, but it also bled into sports as well. So high schools, there were two major high schools. Um, and then the high school that I went to was a parochial school. So you had these two high schools that were in the same conference together. And then you had my school that was in a different conference for all sports. Right. My high school had a golf team, fencing team, that kind of shit. The other high schools didn't have that. They had like just baseball, football, um, uh, baseball, football, and um, think like track. Those like the three big ones that everyone kind of did that. So you, there was a time you, you walked around with your Letterman jacket to an event. And that was like literally like throwing a gang sign somewhere. Like, oh, here's, here's this guy coming into this place wearing that jacket and I'm like okay we're all in the same we're all from the same town like does that even matter you know when I hear when I hear fandom like that I'm like bro like you you're a fan of a team or you play for a team it's it's a job or it's something that you do it's for fun although I can actually make the correlation to today's pro athletes uh, specifically like in basketball where the old guard who you grew up watching, the Magic Johnsons, Larry Birds, Michael Jordan, mm -hmm. uh, 
Charles Barkley's, those guys didn't join super teams. No, you were either they... with us or you're against us. Like, <laughs> yeah. And if you're better than us, like I think about those rivalries, like the bad boy Pistons, you know, the Bulls try finally trying to get over the hump, uh, the Showtime Lakers, the Celtics from the eighties, like even further back, like those team, those like Bill Lambeer didn't join the Lakers because they couldn't beat him. If anything, if they lost to him the next year, he would foul them harder. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's kind yeah. of what you're, what the, that, that's kind of what you're speaking to is more mm -hmm. of the, like, you represent the what's on the front, not on the mm -hmm. back. Exactly. And, yeah. And kids these days and athletes these days represent what's on the back more so than what's on the front, because very rarely nowadays do you have a situation where somebody is unwilling to leave the team that they're on because they can't beat you. And not that they shouldn't do that because there's tons of money involved now. So I'm not putting them down, but I think about how things have changed in, in your neighborhood. Like, do you think the neighborhood that you grew up in is still like that? No, nah, it's uh, it's it's gentrified. It's it's a different place. Another um, issue. Yeah, it, it's a different place. Now, here's the thing, and and I'm, I'm glad we have a platform to, to speak to things like this. Here's the thing: when my parents moved to Piscataway, New Jersey, which that's where Rutgers' main hub is, like they live not too far from Rutgers' sprawling campus. When I say sprawling, it's like yeah, acres acres of school. Where they have buses that go around. My school was not that big. Um, it was a different world because I grew up in Essex County and Skyway, New Jersey is in Middlesex County, which is a couple counties over, right? Mm -hmm. But and the thing is that it's a half an hour or so from where I grew up, but it's a totally different world. So the kids, the kids there, when I when I, I was in college when my parents moved up to the suburbs and the things that I used to see, like when I came home and hung out in the, in, the, in the new neighborhood, these kids had hot tubs in their backyards, pools in their backyards, this kind of thing. But they wanted to be gangster. They wanted to be like street kids. And I would say to them, I'm like, you guys don't understand everyone that's from the hood or whatever. They don't want to be there. Like it's like you think that a kid would come up here. And see this kind of lifestyle and say, oh no, that's not for me. I don't, I don't, I, I want to hang in broken glass or I or I want to hang on a block where the the uh police are always there. Like you think kids want that? I was like, no one is doing it. Like you guys wanna, you guys are watching music videos and you guys wanna be something that you're not. And then when you find out that, man, that's not as glamorous as it looks or feels, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just crazy to me how how that how that becomes and that also leads to again what we're talking about with how we're conditioned for violence my cousin said um lenny he said that he he feels that every every person that grew up where we grew up could have ptsd and i never looked at it like that when he you know before he said it but then i thought about going to funerals where I hadn't had anyone in my immediate family die until my cousin, then my dad, in my lifetime. And this is up to, I was 30 years old up to that point. But I had friends die. Like, uh, you know, I had a friend that was 17 years old. He got into a street fight with someone. And an hour later, we go inside to get something. He lived across the street and there were gunshots heard. We come outside and he's laying, like, I'm watching his body on the ground. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this just had like we just out here with an out here with him an hour ago, and he's dead now. Like he's he's gone, right? And I'm like, 
But then it happened a couple of more times growing up where I became desensitized. We would go to clubs where there was a, a shooting or a situation like last week and the next week we're right back at the club. You know? What do you, what do you think it is about um, the people you're talking about who... I have a couple things for you because I know when you were in college, you had a friend come visit and you're oh, yeah. so yeah, surprised by your mom laid out like <laughs> bathrobes, the big dinner. And you're like, I didn't grow up in the hood. Yeah. And it's... it was like, he thought you did, but like, did your parents have a moment? Cause you said that you, they moved when you were in college or they moved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 They, so when I, yeah, when I, um, when I was sophomore year, so yeah, sophomore year, they decided to move out of out of East Orange and then move to Piscataway. Now, was that like a moment that they quote unquote made it, or was it just they made a decision because no, they just made a decision. They, they were like, you know, the kids. So my brother and I were both off to college at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, and they just felt like it was time for a change. You know, it wasn't I didn't grow up in a particularly bad neighborhood, but I used to go to the bad neighborhoods, is is, is what I'm I guess I'm trying to say. So it was just about time to to go. You know, my dad was an architect, so he's like, you know what? Um, he wanted to always build a house because he built one back home, and he was like, I have to buy land and I have to do this. So he just felt like, well, I, I want to change. And when we got to Piscataway, he bought a three bedroom ranch slab, and he he's an architect, so he made it into a seven bedroom with a pool house now. Like it's that that was his thing. He's like, you know, if I can't build it from scratch i'll just rebuild what we got so yeah you know i i tell kids that i i had i had probably one of the best upbringings that you can you can think of because i got to i got to it's like three three different households i guess how i'm gonna say this we're from another country so our traditions and values were in the home a certain way and we lived you know i guess middle class and then I got to play in the streets a little bit. I got yeah. to hang out with some baddies. I got to do some shit that I was supposed to do. So I always say that everyone's supposed to be understand where they are to understand where you go. Because there were areas that we wouldn't go. You know how like in, in, in The Lion King, when Musafa was like, oh, yeah. we don't go beyond that. Like you knew where to go. Where, where your where your liberties your protection stopped like okay like i have a i have a badass cousin very well known but when he gets when he goes beyond that area then that's not that's not good he's a no you know right? yeah or exactly like or, or or he becomes one of a lot of other badasses so you gotta just kind of like know where your currency will take you and you stayed away from certain things i grew up my childhood up until i was 16, 17, I stayed right in my little bubble. There's parts of New Jersey that I started to go to when I was older. And I'm like, wow, we have farmland in the state? Pine Barren. You know? Yeah, it's it's yeah. Like, you you look at stuff and be like, wow, I grew up here my entire life, but I've never ventured to Ocean County. I've never ventured, I've never ventured to Cape May. Like, people people have been in New Jersey like their whole life, but they stuff some stay in a certain area. So I, you know, I, I always marvel at that because it just has its place. Now, within that, there's places like Highland Park, New Jersey, Highland Park, New Jersey, where, and Clark, New Jersey, where you don't go. 
because of racial, a racial situation. Like Clark, Clark, New Jersey, uh, there are no black people in this town. I mean, there might be now, but back in the day, no. Like you drove through, you got to look like, what are you doing here? You went to a store in Clark. It's like, what are you guys, are you guys serious? You guys, yeah. can, you guys shouldn't be here, you know? Like, and sometimes it was, it was a look of disgust or sometimes it was a look of concern. Like you guys better leave because this, this, it, this cops are going to come and this, this is going to get stupid for you. So, you know, and then you went some places where you're like, I'm good. I took, I took Eric, my friend, Eric from college. I took him. I said, okay, you want to see the hood? Let's go. And <laughs> every, every color in his face, just like he was, he went from his pale, complexion to polka dots like he looked like he remember the um the shot of coughlin on the sideline in the in the freezing cold where his cheeks were like just he was blotchy and you just want to get the guy a hat yeah i was like just get him a scarf or something cover his fucking face but eric was so scared i was like eric that's it this is this is what i'm trying to tell you these people like they don't want to be here either this is the environment that no one wants to be in but unfortunately, this is their reality. We look at other countries and we look at like, you know, we all see the commercials with the, with the adopted kid or whatever. And you, and you say to yourself like, well, why are they there? Like, just leave. It's not as easy as just leave the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And I remember uh, one of the things that I uh, struggled with and, and uh, Lenny and I had a conversation on this on the manual once about this, where if I went to my mom's house right now, today, her front door is open. Like it's summertime, it's open with the screen, you know, like, mm -hmm. or you can just walk, open the storm door and just walk through the front door. 10, 11 o'clock at night, you can just do that. The entire okay. neighborhood is like that. And I remember like going to like, like, a, like a mini mart out there and getting out and turning my car off, locking it down and get in. And the guy's like, what are you doing? Like, you can just leave the car running. And I'm like, shit, like little things like that. And then I remember telling my brother, I was like, bro, it's so quiet here. It's peaceful. He said, he says, it's so quiet. It bothers me. Like he said that to me. He's like, it's like, I hear the deafening silence. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, it's, I hear every cricket chirping, every this, every that. Because in, in, in urban areas, you just hear the traffic, you hear people and stuff like that. And even at night, you don't really hear stuff unless you go away to like, the pine barrens or some shit where you hear anything. Yep. And I just, I just, I just said, you know what? Um, you're right. But I actually like this. I I like that. I never understood why rappers or ball players or whatever would get to a point of 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 making making it out and stay in stay in certain areas and then wonder why, oh, I've been robbed four times since I've been here. And I'm like, what do you think is gonna happen? Like you you can't come back here shining like this because you're Flaunting this in someone's face that didn't make it. Yeah. And you're asking, you're asking for trouble. And there's people that you might have grown up with that set them up. We've heard, we've heard things like that. You know, Sean Taylor was um, he wasn't set up by friends, but he was his house broken into and he was killed in the process. And I'm like, you know, home invasions, like what what's up with that? So yeah, it's just I understand, I understand who I am as a person. And like I said, the stuff that I've seen growing up and the stuff that I've witnessed and experienced, it still hasn't put me in a spot where I'm like, well, would I do this? Like, I actually thought about this like today. I'm like, would I, like, what would take, what would it take for me to get to that level? So 
to walk into a grocery store of, of the most innocent place you can go. You know, I think about the kids that were there that saw people die. Like, how? what are they doing today? Like, how is this kid, does this kid ever want to go into another supermarket again like this? You know, it's crazy.